0: Welcome to Value Driven Life. I am your host, Coach Chris McMahon. And today I am sitting down and talking with the one and only Mike Dola.
1: How you doing? Good. Uh, It's really funny you said one and only Mike Dola, because if you Google me, you will find a guy in the car industry with the same name as me. And a lot of people have made that joke. Uh, So yeah, I am not the one and only Mike Dola, but I am the only Mike Dola that is me, if that makes any sense.
0: That makes 100 percent sense and i'm sure that other mike dola would probably say the same thing too sure. so i don't know if you're original but
1: yeah i'm a, I'm a little uh, i'm a mix of everything
0: so yeah. yeah
1: but thank you chris for having me again
0: yeah of course i mean we got i'll let you know you're like the second most downloaded episode from this show you're just very popular very well, very popular
1: I, I hope to be the first one day <laughs> i am a, i people don't know this about me because i kind of play it off but i am a very competitive person all right um, well, but i only i'm only competitive at things i think i can win at
0: oh well i'll tell you who's number one number one is jordan science
1: so oh, okay never mind i'm not beating him <laughs> jordan's cool yeah jordan's super popular so yeah, yeah with uh, what does he have like uh, seven hundred thousand followers or something
0: yeah, yeah
1: yeah. i have like thirteen thousand and only like 150 care what i say so <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so mike for folks who haven't heard that awesome episode which i will link to in the show notes um Could you give folks like a little bit of a brief intro to who you are and what you do
1: yeah so this is hard because i could talk for 30 minutes about it or a minute and a half uh but my name obviously mike dola it was already said like five times i am an internet uh entrepreneur in a way uh i you know i always looked at myself as an underachiever in the corporate world working in banking and hr not really going anywhere uh decided to get into the fitness industry My first crack at it, training people in my garage didn't go well. Then I transitioned to online nutrition coaching. Uh, We built one of America's fastest growing companies, uh, doing that organically through word of mouth, offering a great program to many people just looking to lose fat, be healthier, more fit, happier, whatever. Uh, Recently sold that business to the parent company of Anytime Fitness. Uh, Worked with them a little bit during the transition, and now I am kind of stay-at-home dad, uh, part owner in a local pasta shop, which sounds really funny to people uh, because I spent many years taking food away and now I'm giving it back. So as Thanos says, it's all about balance, I guess. So now I'm just kind of, uh, you know, I'm 40 years old, uh, relatively young, even though I have gray beard hairs and uh, things are aching a little bit more than usual. Uh, I have a lot of life ahead of me and I just want to live a great life with the people I care about and help a lot of others in the process. And I don't know what other ventures I might get into during my life, but I think I'll do something again.
0: I, I love it, man. That's the, that's the dream in a way. Out of all of those things, like the thing that stands out to me and the thing that I think being an outsider and observer of you that you might be most proud of, Beyond like what you created with Stronger You, beyond how awesome it's going to be at your pasta shop, is probably being a dad.
1: Yeah, it's Just about
0: watching you with your daughter, dude. It's it's crazy because I think our kids are the same age. My son's about to turn three. Is your daughter? Oh 18? no, she's
1: eighteen months.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but she's a, she's a little wild
1: here. child. She's running around and jumping on everything, so she appears older than she is. So right.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's like this amazing thing because it puts so many parts of your life in perspective. One, mortality, two, to the idea of leaving this place better than you entered it. And three, like I just go back and I think to when I entered like as a coach, as a as a 21-year-old telling other parents to do specific yeah. things. I now look at myself then and I just go shut the fuck up really like yeah,
1: cringe yeah it's
0: uh... it you don't know what you're talking about so for <laughs> me i'm i'm wondering because because again you were in the same position as me even late longer longer into your life than me because my son came along when i was 30. Mm-hmm. so i had i had almost 10 years at that point now of of coaching people where i felt almost like this level not a level of imposter syndrome but maybe in some regards like who am i to tell people like i as I got older, I was lucky enough to be like, "Oh yeah, people have like crazy lives with kids." Like, I'm gonna have to adjust the way I speak. Now you've had your ki- you had a kid. Like, how many of the thoughts you had around certain things have shifted a little bit, if any? Uh,
1: yeah, every single one of them probably. Right. Um, it's it's weird because you know you can you can see what life is like in other people and other jobs, uh, other lives, other lifestyles, while not being that person. Like, you know, someone's like, oh, you're not a parent. You can't say. And I used to dismiss some of that stuff and say, well, I don't, you know, I don't have to be an astronaut to know I can't take my helmet off if I'm floating around in space. But when you live the parent life and you see how crazy demanding it is, it's kind of insane. And my wife and I talk a lot because we're both home with our daughter. I don't know how the average person does it. And I feel... I feel this incredible sense of just like gratitude towards life because I am home with my daughter to be able to see her do all her stuff that she does. And it's like, and this is again, why I love, I love the online space because so like even so many of our employees and and staff were able to watch their kids grow because they worked on the internet. You know, it's like, I wish everybody could have that, but I'm, smart enough to know that not everyone can because the world couldn't exist as it does if we all did what we wanted to do. And there's just this weird, like this weird feeling around it that like, why me? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I worked hard and I did all the seemingly right things, but there's always luck in every story. And there's part of me that's like, I wish other people could, could have that to just be dad and get perspective and understand even as coaches, like the things that we ask our clients to do like, Hey, prep, prep food. Okay. Well now you're as weird as it sounds, your kid pooped their pants and it's a blowout and game over. You now have no time to cook and you're stressed out and how a coach handles that. Like that's, that's a game changer. If you don't handle that well, your client is going to lose trust. They're not going to like you. They're got, they're not going to follow your program. And now you're not going to have a referral network to grow your business or help more people. So it's like these little things you see as, after you're a parent, you almost want to get a time machine and tell everybody, sorry, you know?
0: Yeah. I think I want to pull out there for you is like this, this idea. Yeah. I've, I've worked online since 2015 in Mm -hmm. some regard or another, whether working for another company or working for myself and you know, I remember talking with my dad when when I told him I like I lost I lost my job that I had working for this online fitness company. I was going to try and work for myself and figure mm-hmm. it out. And we were so stressed. And my wife was working from home because she was a teacher. So it was like this crazy thing. And we got a newborn. And my dad said, "Wow, you are so lucky." I was like, "What?" And he's yeah. like, "You're going to get this time with TJ that no one else." is gonna have, like no one else, like you are gonna get to see everything. And he was like, I wish I had that. When you were born, I was working like two weeks on, two weeks off, you yeah. know? And then my mom too, my mom worked from like, uh, like she would leave at 6.30 in the morning, come home at six o'clock at night. Like she'd fall asleep on the cat. It's like, oh yeah, this is, this is like the dream. The dream is getting like Wednesdays are like, I purposely don't work so I can hang out with my son all day yeah and it's like uh, saturday and sunday i don't have 6 a.m sessions at a gym like i'm i'm there for breakfast and pancakes and like it i feel incredibly lucky and also incredibly stressed but (laughs) incredibly lucky so it's really refreshing mike for you to be like yeah no, no 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 i would totally in a time machine like go back and apologize to people that makes sense For you, like in hearing that, let's go with the example of like, all right, we got it like a level three blowout. We got to throw out the pants. We can't even, we got to put Dawn soap on it. Like I got to deal with that. No way I'm touching, I'm making Mike nuggets with my hand after that. Like
1: (laughs) not for a week,
0: (laughs) not for a week. I got, I got, I got to go get some holy water for me. Cut it off. Yeah. (laughs) In those regards, like, what do you think you would change about the way you might coach someone through that like what are some 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 suggestions there for it's like all right the house is on the kitchen's on fire but the house doesn't have the smoke upstairs yet like what can i do in that i i would
1: just have more levels of like if they couldn't be this precise just be good enough in this way Mm -hmm. and that's probably the stuff like just the language you know, I was always a little, a little lax about precision, like, Hey, like just do your best. But I think I could have just gone a little bit further and said, Hey, like if this happens, just touch base with me, touch base with your coach. We'll, we'll talk you off the ledge and we'll get you to do something that's good enough. And for us, it was like a lot of our, a lot of our members were tracking, um, calories, protein macros. So if they couldn't, you know, something happens with their kid, they couldn't hit macros. And they're like, Oh, well, I'll hit everybody's macros. I'll just order pizza. And it's like, "Well, that's not the first step. Like if you can't hit macros, can you hit calories and protein? If you can't hit calories and protein, can you hit calories? If you can't hit calories, can you eat sensibly?" And that's how people are. They, you know, the the first indication of a plan being blown up, they're just like, "Screw it. I'm going to make it worse." And I feel like humans are just even even if it seems really like the right thing to do just whatever order the pizza just slow down a little bit Mm. because i mean it's just like the meditation stuff just take a couple seconds and breathe because this is going to happen a lot more things aren't always going to go your way and how you react in those moments you know super cliche is how your result in your life goes really
0: yeah you know it's interesting you you brought that up like people being very much all or nothing which we know like yeah, that's pretty much everyone who's trying to lose weight has some level of all or nothing in there. And the thing that I've come to find is that all or nothing, it's so attractive because it feels safe. Yeah. It's like an automatic out. And that's not saying anyone's bad for feeling that way because when your hand's covered in baby shit and, and your partner needs you to do X or Y and you have another kid who is like now eating crayons, like you have... All this stuff going on, it's like, okay, I'm going to give myself a pass here and say, like, it's already, the day's already ruined. Let me bring a little joy to my family by ordering a pizza or whatever it is. That's the perspective. And what I've just found, I don't know if you found this, Mike, um, is the thing that usually saves people, there's two parts to it. The first part is I I tell my clients to aim for B Mm minus. Like, don't aim for A. B minus is 80%. 80%, that's all you need. It's still passing. And if we suddenly go like, oh, I didn't get an A, that means I'm going to fail this class. That's exactly what's going to happen. But if we look at it and we go, a B minus means I can just study for the next test and maybe inch it up. Maybe I'll have a week where it's an A plus, but that doesn't mean because I get an B minus the following week, the whole month is an F. Like that's just not how it, that's not how it works. And then the other part of that is like, all right, the pizza in this example, if we look back on why we're making the choices we're making, like that pause that you said, or that meditation you said, it's like this idea of of checking in with what what are you valuing in that moment? Are we doing it? And do we still value it where it's like, all right, we're going to get a pizza, but I'm also going to, I'm going to have a protein shake before the pizza gets here. So I hit my protein. So I know at least I got like 40 grams of protein in me before I eat the pizza. My value of having like inner balance is weighing there. And also my value of family is there because I know my family. All right. Instead of me coming in super stressed, we're all going to have fun and have pizza. Yep. Verse, ignoring your values and being like, I'm just going to get the meat lovers pizza and I'm going to eat four slices as fast as I can. Right. There's there's this this work. and and. That's why my podcast and my coaching company is called Value Driven Coaching, because that plays such a big role in in everything that we're choosing to do. And when kids enter the picture, it has to become even more apparent to someone what do I actually value in this moment? What is what is helping me make these choices? Do you do you or have you found that within your own self now, like too? Because you chose to retire. You chose to spend all this time. Like clearly your values are very apparent for you.
1: Yeah. It's, it's hard to balance everything because you're always like, what do I like? What do I care about? Who am I? You watch something or read something new and you're like, wow, my world is completely blown up and I should head towards that direction. So it is, it is weird. Um, But yeah, I'm all about it. I think that's one of the biggest issues with people and their results is, They don't really have an underlying like value system of like why they're doing it, um, or what the motivation really is. Um, Usually, it's like I just want to look better for vacation, and then you're like, well, why? Like you're gonna have you're gonna have the first like ice cream and you know cocktails and whatever food at vacation, and then you're gonna be a little bloated just because that's how a body works, and then you're gonna feel like you didn't do anything. So why do the craziest? diet before vacation when two days later you're going to look like you did before anyway so i just think we all need to look at like why we do stuff and that takes slowing down i think we're just like go 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 especially busy parents that are taking care of you know work families their own entertainment obligations like everyone just needs to slow the hell down and think Mm -hmm. about why they're doing things and not jump from you know the a plus to the D or the F. And that's what happens constantly. So, guess what happens when you do that? You're averaging a kind of crappy score. So, why not like what you said? I love it because B minus to me speaks way, way more precise and meaningful than 80%. Because to me, a lot of people are doing 80%. Because if you do the math on the weekends, what are the weekends in a week? 20%. Yeah. So they're like, oh no, I'm good. I'm good 80%. It's like, but time isn't what matters here. Total calories matter in the world of fitness, weight loss, whatever. So don't think 80, 20 as much as thinking B minus. I like yeah. that. Maybe I'll yeah. steal it from you.
0: Oh, you totally. <laughs> that. I mean, do one of your famous uh, clip art posts. I'll love it. um <laughs> But I think that the thing is, it's like, yeah, it's not even like on a week to week basis, you can look at that. But at the end of the month, if you average a B minus, you're still going to lose weight. You're still going to that. That's really the fact. It's like if we're averaging like a B average. That's still better. Like, it's so much better than having like, like a a C minus. Like, it's just that's what it is. It works out to like six days in the month if it's a 30 day month where, you can choose to have those six days too. Like you, you you get to be put in the driver's seat. It's not so much it feels like, ah, there will be times where it happens, but it's also like, no, I chose, I intentionally right. chose.
1: And it's good yeah. to look forward to that stuff. Like right. humans need to look forward to something. Like life is really boring and kind of crappy if you have nothing to look forward to. So <laughs> like, right, yeah. don't, if you're going to just crush some food, like maybe you just think about, oh, like next Wednesday, my husband and i got a babysitter we're gonna go on a date and we're just gonna enjoy ourselves because we never get to do it so choose that you do you know how awesome it would be as a freaking busy parent to think about like a week and a half out to be like babe we're gonna go crush some food and have a great time and not worry about anything like mm-hmm. you're gonna get joy for what 10 days 11 days leading up to this event like that's pretty cool isn't that more meaningful and you get more like extended joy from that rather than like, you know, shit happening and you just like McDonald's and eat yeah. a bunch of french fries. Like, just look forward to things. Like, that's just a good life lesson, I think. Always have something to look forward to.
0: Yeah. You know, you know, what's even to add to that, Mike? The thing that I've found is um, my therapist said it to me. It was like, it was like you have to have, and this is another part of it. You have to have like this gratitude, and it's not like a yeah. gratitude where it's like mm, you should be grateful for everything. No, it's yeah. like this level grateful of grateful for my socks, right? Yeah, like it's this can... level of specificity, <laughs> right? So, like for me, yesterday it was like this level of m- my son and I, we we went and got bagels together and sat in the park and like just ate bagels and shot the shit. I he's bet like, you have some good yeah, he's like, he's like turning turning into a human now where he can talk in full sentences. And it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to him. And I also remember doing that with my dad. So it's like this weird out-of-body experience. But the thing that the therapist talked about is like, that's a moment of gratitude. Like, I'm yep. extremely grateful. But that never goes away. I always have that memory. So when my hand's covered in my son's shit yep, and yep. I can't make dinner and I'm going to make the choice to like – Go ham on something else. I can close my eyes for five to ten seconds and remember how my son's feet were were wiggling while he ate. Like that for me is like this different different level. For you and and your daughter, it could be like you building Legos, you yep. doing all these things. It's like every human has that available to them, even if life feels incredibly shitty in the moment. It's like there has been some point within your life where there's something where you can shut your eyes and you are there. Yeah, And that's a skill, like a gratitude practice is a skill that I work on with clients. But it's like, even in in being sober, like that's one of the things that my sponsor had me do. He was Mm -hmm. like, you got to write a gratitude list. I was like, I've been doing that for, he's like, you have to go back to doing it again. I was like, oh, like there's this thing. I don't know, because you brought up before Mike, the idea of like, taking 10 to 15 minutes to slow down. Like, how do you slow down? Because life is different now for you. You don't have, you're not, you're not dealing with a bunch of employees. So like you can actually slow down maybe. So what, what did you do then versus what do you do now?
1: Yeah. I just, I find where I want to go for a few minutes, uh, Mm -hmm. usually out of the chaos, Uh, ask my wife if she can, you know, take care of things for a minute. And I would do the same thing for her if she needed it and just like cool off, just maybe even pick up my phone and have fun for a few minutes. Like it doesn't have to be this like super mindful present moment where you're just kind of feeling yourself breathe. It can just be like alone time to do something else for a minute. And that's where I think it's, it's super impactful, but it's again, it's easy for me because I'm home. Like it's not always easy for everyone else, but there is support you can ask for. So I think a lot of people don't like to ask for help. They don't want to be vulnerable about it. Um, like you're open about a therapist. Like I think about it. I don't know if I have anything going on, but you know, my situation is really unique and I could probably benefit from talking to someone about it because it's, it's one of those things that if I talk about it online, I'm kind of a jerk because I sold the business, I got paid and I'm retired in front of everyone who's struggling and working, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's those thoughts. And you know, you mentioned gratitude and it's like, yeah, that happened to me. And everyone thinks that's what they want. And don't get me wrong. It's really awesome to not worry about a bill. But the best thing in life is like the silly stuff. Like you say, watching your your son's legs like moving. Like you, you may have the greatest moments just like someone that sold the business for millions of dollars. So don't think that money is what gives you everything. Like you might have everything that matters already.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, Mike, I think there's this other thing here where it's like, for me, it was growing up and my wife growing up with like this level of Catholic guilt. If you ever mm-hmm. said, you know, if you ever said like, oh, I'm just, ah, uh, oh, be grateful for what you have. like, blah, blah. But like it misses something when we feel like we can't share what we're going through because our life seems a certain way. Right. Like, We all have hearts. We all have brains. We all go through stuff. It doesn't matter. Someone could be a multimillionaire and still feel like a trash can. Right. Like, do you think Elon Musk is happy? No. Not for a second. There's no
1: way. But but he's doing his thing, right? But that's the thing. Like, no one wants to trade places
0: with that mindset. No. No. So it's like there's a lot. There's a lot layered there, you know, of of how we can actually treat ourselves while we're going through these difficult periods, and they come up pretty damn frequently when you have tiny humans. Yeah, it's, it's just and and the strain it puts on your relationship with your significant other, the strain it puts on like your friends, like there, it's just all there. And when it comes to weight loss, it's usually that's where we're like, we kind of gloss over that. We kind of go, well, if I just hit my macros, everything. Well, yeah, of course, but you're a human, so it's not going to be that simple. I don't know. Like, if did you ever have a client who came to you with that sort of thing, or like, even if you experience it now, like, how would you kind of start to look at things like that?
1: Like, if they came to me looking to just find like purpose or happiness through, <laughs> yeah, like, their Nutrition stuff. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know like I look at it like I don't know I have interesting thoughts now because I, f- I feel like our industry which is you know generally fit people Love telling unfit people that they're not going to be happier if they lose weight, mm. but I look at it like if you do And to what extent like does that give you access to a different life, right? Like mm. are we talking? Five to ten pounds. No, that's probably not going to be a game-changer. 50 to 100 pounds. Now this person can hike, bike, walk, swim. They're going on vacations and taking pictures that they always hid from. Uh, they're playing with their children. They're going to doctors not stressed out. So to tell these people that it doesn't make them happy is not accurate. Um I think the happiness comes from the access you get when change happens. So if somebody thinks that it's just going to magically appear, I don't think that's the right mindset either. I think it's good for us coaches to help people uncover what those things could be. And that's where like I get frustrated with our industry a lot because I think a lot of people are pandering towards certain groups now. Uh, they're scared to talk about these things because they think they'll get like canceled from like their little coaching buddy group. But like weight loss can make people happier, just like some money can make people happier. And it just depends on what people find important and being healthy not worrying being able to move your body how it should move is one of the most incredible things and that's why i'm passionate about this thing like i don't give a shit about abs i want like the mom to not worry about if she's gonna meet her granddaughter you know
0: yeah i've had so many parents that i've worked with who have been like i just i want to be able to play with my kid
1: Yeah, it's we hear it all the time and it's like you get it. I'm pretty fit. And I I'm like, holy shit, like like Liv will jump on this little stuffed animal pool float thing that we keep in the house because it's a funny looking little seal. And I'll drag her around backwards. And I'm like my my butt and my hamstrings are on fire. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's like a sled pull, man. This thing is crazy. It's like not a lot of people are able to do that. So now their kid is like disappointed that mommy or daddy cannot play. And mommy and daddy cannot play because every time mommy and daddy were stressed, they chose the worst thing possible for them in the moment. And that's really what happens. And it, you know, like it's, it's hard as a parent, but you have to do what you have to do. And that's like my incentive to be fit, healthy, not achy because I have another kid that'll be here in a month and a half. And I'm going to be that dad that's running around. Like I'm the, I'm the maniac dad at the playground running back and forth.
0: I see a lot of dads just sitting down watching. I don't want to do that. No. Yeah, I'm in the same I'm in the same category as you. You know, for me, what really put it into perspective is my parents I think they were maybe like a year or two older than you yep. when they like when when they adopted me. Mm. So it was like by the time I was, you know, 10, my mom was In her fifties. My dad was in his fifties. And I can remember like my my mom wasn't able to pick me up anymore. And my dad like would throw his back out, like putting a dish in the dishwasher. Yeah. And just lay on the floor. He'd be like, get me get me an ice pack. And I, I could just remember being like, Man, this isn't fun. This isn't fun. I love them. They're doing the best of their ability, but I don't want that for my kid. Like even when I'm tired, I want to be able to like wrestle with them on the floor. All right. Right? I got to I got to keep my my man of the house status. I can't I can't lose, <laughs> you get him be a 3-year-old. Yeah. Not yet. Soon enough. But that there's this this level there for you being someone being someone who is going to be in their 40s with two kids like do you notice like yeah, that kind of shifts the priorities too for you.
1: Yeah, like you mentioned like thinking of morality when you have a kid now imagine retiring at 40 when everyone else that retires is 65 plus and quote unquote, like an older person. Yeah. Like there's something about it and it's the weirdest feeling. And again, it's one of these things where like, Oh, you know, must be nice, Mike, like you're complaining about this. It's like, yeah, but like my mental space matters. Like, it's strange to have a kid and retire in pretty much the same year and just feel like life is kind of at the end, which mm-hmm. is so weird, right? It's like, it maybe, you know, if all things go well, maybe a little less than half over. But you feel like, man, like there's people that have kids when they're in their 20s. And it's like, holy crap, they look like brother and sister by the yes. time, you know, they're they're <laughs> grown up. It's like, I'm going to be the grayer, older dad. And that's just my incentive to be the healthiest and happiest and mentally acute that i can be and same for my wife we're like a very active family we love doing outdoorsy stuff and you know we go to orange theory together and we lift weights and all this stuff and we eat well and that's what that's just where my head is at now it's it's a weird feeling to be like oh crap like am I, i'm like older than i think like you mentioned you remember your parents at like the ages your son is now it's like holy crap like we change spots we are we are not young as much as we think we are like i might act goofy and still like i i'll wear my nike hoodies and nike like shoes just to feel young right i'm not i'm not dressing up Like i love i love dressing like i'm in my in high school again yeah and that's what like just again i want to control i want to control my story there
0: yeah it's it's weird because it is this level of like i look at my son and yeah i have that moment but it's also like a level of like things will leave my mouth and i'll be like oh my oh my god like my son was getting upset because we i recorded him a movie and we had to fast forward through commercials and he was upset about commercials and i was like in when i was your age there, i was like oh my you're Dude, we didn't have a first... cell
1: phone I didn't have the internet. Like yeah. what? Like our kids have so much stuff that we like would have been magic to us. Oh, right? yeah. Do you <laughs> do you remember downloading? I don't know. I'm a little older than you, but downloading a song took like 30 minutes and you didn't even know if it would be the right one. No. If you download it, it would be so crap, and you'd be like, damn it, I gotta start over. Now we have Spotify. So
0: bad. I, I type
1: the first two letters of a song I want, boom, it's up and playing. That's just life is like gratitude, right? Like, wow, I can yeah. listen to anything and watch anything I want.
0: Yeah, we're we are the, You are either a Napster <laughs> or a LimeWire. Like, yep. there, Oh, uh, I
1: was in the Napster days.
0: Yeah, so I did <laughs> Napster, and then I had LimeWire, and they Wasn't both were Kazaa just, too. Yeah, Kazaa, Kazaa was like Jeez. another one that worked well on my my Dell, my Dell <laughs> so computer. crazy man. Uh, but it's just. Yeah, there's just so much that goes into it and this level of – there's this level of fearing. Now, like when I was – before my son, it was like, all right, if I die, that's – now it's like there's this level of fearing that more because I don't want to leave anything behind. Yeah. Like it's like I know that's everyone dies. Like I'm well aware of that. But I think children put it into perspective where it's just like, oh, God, I got to soak up. Yeah. All of this, all of this, I can't, I don't want to miss this. And it's really easy to miss it. Like even, even here, like I I work from home. It's so easy to miss it. Right. Like, Like we
1: could look at our phone and we could miss one of the first things our kid ever does. And it's like, and that's kind of where we have to like, we have to be a little more forgiving to ourselves because life must go on. Um, you know, you read some of these parenting things and it makes you feel like such a piece of shit if you ever do anything other than stare at your child. Uh, so I don't want people to feel like that either. Like the child is our world, but it's not all that's in our world. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fascinating because again, we do want to see this stuff, but we shouldn't feel bad for like, you know, and that's my, my wife. Like, I'm like, Hey, let's like, you know, we don't always have to be with live together every second of the day because it's probably really good for us to like just go out while she's awake not just when she naps or goes to bed mm-hmm. right so like I'll watch her go go do something go get your nails done go hang out with some friends go to the gym do anything you want because that's going to feel good and she's like oh well you know I don't want to I don't I like hanging out with our kid and you know I'll just do that and I'm like yeah but you can do other stuff oh yeah because I want to do other stuff too so and yeah. we do
0: I mean, I mean, that's kind of my wife and I are in the same, same boat. It, you know, for my birthday, she surprised me with tickets to go see my best friend who lives, who lives in Arizona. Mm. That was my first time being away from my son for longer than 24 hours. And it was just my friend and I, and we played video games and we ate endless amounts of meat and (laughs) I'm still passing it, but it was (laughs) like, you know, it was just so strange. It was so strange because by like day like three and a half, I was like, I miss, I miss yeah. home. And here's the thing, and this is this actually circles back around really well here, is like there's this level of identity, like we identify as X or Y. And for you, Mike, for so long you identified as the guy who took cookies away from people. Oh, just a just a few cookies, not all just the cookies. cookies. Yeah. But you identified as that guy, and now now you're, you're, you know, dad pickup guy. You, you yeah. drop off and pick up. Like for you, did that shift in identity feel like a lot?
1: Yeah, it was it was weird. And I said this in my little retirement post on Instagram, but it's like you go from like overnight, you're basically everyone or most of the people that know you know you because of what you did for work. And then you don't do that anymore. And it's like, I'm irrelevant um do i really care uh i do care and do i feel like dirty for caring you know what i mean it's like because you read all this stuff that's like they're like don't care about this don't care about that it's like but i can't just turn that off so like i still kind of get my fix by like talking to our colleagues and telling them like hey like if anyone has questions like i built a business that grew like kind of crazy. And I probably know some stuff that can help you. Like, please reach out. Um, I post random advice here and there. So to a lot of people, I'm still that guy, but it was like a, it's like a weird identity crisis. You're like, Oh, am I just like the one and only Mike Dola again? Like not the food dad, like people would call me. And there's part of me that probably just wants to like stay relevant just because, you know, maybe one day I'll get back in the game because I do love this world. It's like, it's not just what I did for work. It was what I did for work because I loved it and it just happened to go well. And it was just a very lucky, you know, situation. So yeah, it is very weird to go from the guy that everybody knows as the food guy to just like a dad that doesn't have a job that still kind of talks about it and tries to stay relevant.
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: That's yeah,
0: that, that that can be weird. It sounds so strange. Do you think other parents have this struggle of separating from being a parent and that can make it hard for them to prioritize themselves like you know what i mean like i've talked to so many I, I find it more with moms not to generalize but more with moms who are just like they feel so selfish when they yeah take time for themselves or when they maybe their partner likes to go out to eat all the time and they're like, like maybe can we they feel bad saying it Yeah. You were talking about before, like you and your wife, you have an amazing support system. Like that, that's the secret. That's the secret sauce for folks who are trying to lose weight or even maintain weight. It was the secret
1: sauce to my business success. Yeah. Like the support I got. Like this is everything to have support in your life. And that's one of the biggest things we would see with clients is like the husband, it was always the husband. Like, let's just generalize. Oh, let's go out. Let's do this. Oh, you're no fun anymore. It's like, well, dude, you run on more calories. You can accidentally eat more. And it doesn't impact you and you don't deal with the societal pressure that the woman does. So like maybe just be supportive. Um, but yes. And I think that the, you know, the thing about like moms not wanting to do stuff or feel bad about not being involved. It's, it's probably some nature involved there. Like the, the caregiver, like my wife and I were talking about it now. Cause she's what? Seven and a half months pregnant. Like she's ready to go. Like, and I'm like, the guy really gets off easy, huh? Like, boom my my part's done like now i just watch like, yeah so it's like the the nature and the world set up like the way america is now it's like have your kid get back to work like what the fuck like yeah. what you you don't think about how crazy that is again until you have parents and that's kind of the thing like you like even as a business owner you're like oh well they had a kid they'll be they can answer some check-ins in a few weeks like oh you know but it's like holy crap You go to do that and then a baby cries and then everything's affected. So it is hard because like my wife is, you know, she's mom right now. So I'm sure she has like thoughts of I need to do something. And that's what we talk about. It Like, what's the future like? Let's figure all that out because we don't want to just be parents only our whole lives. We want to be a lot of things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the that's the beautiful thing and the scary thing at the same time it's it's like i i am going to be hardcore i i will be a parent the rest of my life mm-hmm. but it'll almost be like i'm on retainer yes. once my once my kid is like 18 once he goes to i'll say i'll say graduate college get a job if he goes to college who knows he might go to google i don't know what they do yeah right uh
1: that's a that's a scary thought too like what are our kids going to want to do
0: right so it's like <clears throat> It's like we think about that and then it's like, oh, yeah, technically I'm just on retainer. I'm Mm -hmm. there when I need to be there. It's almost like when you get a client who pays you the money, doesn't show up to anything, but still like maybe we'll do the workouts. Like I just Mm -hmm. view it as I'm on retainer. They know what they're doing. It's like they have their lawyer. You're there. And when the things go wrong, you're there. You know, so it's, it's the same thing with with kids, too, I think. It's- I like
1: that model for like a, maybe an eventual career direction of mine, like helping fitness professionals, like maybe in a few years as like the the retainer model. Like, hey, we'll have like, that'll be my consulting. Here's my fee. Talk to me whenever you need help. We'll have regular meetings. And yep. I'm kind of just, I'm your lifeline for your
0: business. See, I, I, I just, I expect at least yeah. a 2% cut <laughs> of everything that comes in that way. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. You know, Mike, this has been such an interesting conversation because I thought in my head it would go one way, and I'm like, "This is this is way better." I like
1: these are. This is what I'm all about these days. Like, I don't, you know, I don't need to talk about how to hit protein all the time. Like, I like talking about life, and you know, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I try to, I try to have a good perspective, a very grounded and middle of the road perspective on a lot of things, and I that's kind of like the advice I want to put in the world is like help people think about things a little bit differently because we're all so frigging biased and we don't even realize it. Mm. It's kind of crazy, right? It's like everybody reacts before they like look into what's being said. And that's like, I I mean, we've joked about it. I think like if I put something on the internet about food, somebody reads like three lines and then they dive bomb the comments. And I'm like, if you would have finished reading, you wouldn't have said that and now you basically embarrassed yourself by showing that you didn't read it because what you're saying is what I said in paragraph two. So why don't you go back up and and check it out?
0: Yeah, yeah. it's just, I don't know, there's so much, there's so much that can be said about about so much. I know that that wasn't phrased very well, but
1: there's just- Oh, I mean, we could talk for 10 hours if we wanted. We would bounce around all different things and but you know, people's attention span, we can't go over forty-five an hour, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So look, I'll 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 say this like this is the last question I asked it on the last one too. Let's see if the answer is the same or maybe it changed. It'll one. probably be different because you know. <laughs> so here's the question: you can go back in time to yourself and let's let's pick a different point. Let's I'll say because usually it's like when you first enter the fitness world like if you go back and give yourself like a piece of advice not to change anything right and you were very much of like i wouldn't change a damn thing that was pretty much what you said so if we could go back to 18 year old mike like figuring things out i think you went to community college that was like your your choice then like what would be one little nugget that you would like to give 18 year old mike not to change anything just to like cuz let's face it yep. chances are you probably wouldn't change anything even if you got some advice even if you got yeah, some so advice. I'm I'm
1: like a weirdo usually like the question of like what would you change I say nothing because I'm so happy with how life turned out and I'm like a weirdo that like and I tell people this I'm like dude if you put your shoe on differently today the trajectory of your life is completely different because now everything changed yeah so But let's just hypothetical. This is multiverse, Mike, eighteen year old. I could tell him something. Um, One thing I I talk about sometimes, and people don't realize because they see me online and online, like I'm not shy. Uh, But in real life, I'm kind of like shy and a little bit more reserved. Like if you if you enter my space and want to talk about what I like to talk about, I will ramble for hours. But if you want to just throw me in a room with people I don't know, I'm incredibly quiet so i would probably tell 18 year old mike like don't don't worry so much about what other people think um you can worry but don't let it control the direction of your life and i think that happens to a lot of people um i saw something i posted on facebook a couple years ago where somebody ran into a starbucks and like started singing and it was really really good singing And it made me think, like, how many people don't do something because they're worried what someone is going to think about them? It's like, who cares? You can worry about it, but don't let it control the direction of your life. So I would just probably give 18-year-old Mike that advice. And maybe that advice helps someone listening now. And I think that's – you know, I almost didn't do Stronger You because people were like, oh, you're not – You're not jacked enough. You're not educated enough. Who are you to do it? And like that, isn't that crazy that this many people and my family wouldn't have been where they are because of some shitheads online that almost made me not do it. So sometimes I still do have a chip on my shoulder. I hope they are watching um, because competitive Mike wanted to kick their ass and he did. And I'm happy about that.
0: Mm, I think that's solid. And I I do I do like the multiverse uh, version yeah. of this. I think that's pretty pretty yeah. rad. So yeah. so Mike, if folks if folks want to like work with you or they want to pick your brain, like, is there any way that someone could could do that?
1: Well, technically, no one can work with me because I have nothing to offer except pasta right now. Hey. Um, so so nobody can work with me for coaching or official mentoring or anything like that. But uh, I don't have any intention on officially starting a business right now. Uh, but I am open to answer questions. If anyone wants to message me about food stuff, business stuff, it gives me great pride and joy to help other people. Um, so yeah, my Instagram is probably the best way, at Mike Dola. Uh, I don't charge anything for anybody. I have no, no formal business setup for this stuff. So uh, I couldn't take a payment if I wanted. So go on and uh, ask me questions for free. This is not a weird way to get you in some funnel and sell you some shit. Like, I just love talking about this stuff and I, you know, in a few minutes I have a call with a pretty awesome popular fitness professional right now to uh, talk about business stuff. So yeah, it's awesome, man.
0: That's awesome. I hope you think of a payment structure when you create your retainer coaching program, (laughs) Uh, retaining mentor, whatever it's called. Um, But yeah, Mike, I I really appreciate you making the time to be a guest again. You're always welcome. Anytime you want to just come and talk about anything. Uh, You're always welcome. uh, Anything Anything has nothing to do with fitness. You want to talk about you want to talk about Legos? I'm there. You want to talk about uh, curry? I'm there. You want to talk about live? I'm there. You want to talk about pasta? Definitely there.
1: So let's hope the audience is there, too. Otherwise, you know, you'll be phased out of the the cool podcast world.
0: Ah, That's all right. (laughs) All right. All right. Without further ado, guys. Go have a great day and go do great things because you can.